You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on American Girl Women, we are joined by Chris, who you may know as Chris American Girl on TikTok or as the Doll Studio by Chris on YouTube and Instagram. Chris is a New York City-based cosmetologist and content creator, sharing his incredible collection of American Girl dolls and offering his insights and hot takes on our favorite brand. Growing up in Pennsylvania, in addition to his love for musical theater, Chris had an early passion for American Girl, and we can't wait to hear all about his journey with it. Chris, welcome to AGW. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you, Chris. And let's just like get right into it. Your content <laughs> on YouTube and TikTok is yes. so amazing. You're Thank doing you. the Lord's work out there <laughs> with all of your store visits and your unboxings and everything. And we can't wait to talk all about it with you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to talk about it. (laughs) I feel like we're going to have so much to cover in this episode. In addition to everything Laura just said, you also worked at American Girl. Were you a hairstylist specifically in the salon or was your role? So when I started working for the company, I was originally put into the create your own area because it was still in its early stages of being create your own. Like when they first initially launched it, it was like back in 2018, they had launched create your own for the first time. And I went in for my interview with American Girl and I basically just talked my face off about the brand. I talked about the face molds and everything. And the person that interviewed me He was like, well, I thought you would be a perfect fit for the create your own section because you're familiar with the molds, the skin tones, the hair, all of that. And so I feel like you'd be a great person to basically help with people building these dolls. Yeah. And so I was really bummed out (laughs) because I wanted to be in the hair salon, but I was like, any job (laughs) at American Girl is a job at American Girl. Yeah. And then after that, when I found out from the hair salon manager, she was like, I heard that you wanted to be in the hair salon. And my manager did not want to give me up. So the two managers were basically like head to head trying to like, (laughs) one was trying to prevent me from going over to the hair salon. And the other one was trying very hard to fight to get me to be in the hair salon. And then finally, the way that American Girl, like the flagship store in New York works is that there's core members, the people that are there throughout the entire year that are there like basically full time. And then there are people that are seasonal. And so they offered me a core membership basically saying like, we want you to stay on past the holiday season. And I was like, perfect. But if I'm going to stay, transfer me over to the hair salon. And with that, the manager for the hair salon was like, absolutely, let's do it. Let's get it done. And so I was transferred over into the hair salon. Oh my God. That is incredible. That is so like dreamy. I feel like (laughs) even like through like knowing your content, I don't think I realized that you were like fully a stylist in the American Girl salon. That's incredible. Did you have to do kids hair as well or just the dolls? So through working there and then after I left, I realized I had such a passion for like doing hair in general. And so it wasn't until afterwards that I was like, oh, I should probably get like a license for this because I would love to like 
do actual hair. And so it wasn't until I like left that I finally like went to get the license. So I never got the opportunity to do it at the store. I got to be part of that very special group of people that got to open the new New York store. So before this, American Girl in any of their stores didn't have the whole like girl and doll experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't until I was seeing all the little girls coming out with like the sweetheart braids and all that, that I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> and so I was like, I should probably have a license to do it because you don't need a license to do the doll's hair, but you do need a license, obviously, to do the little girl's hair. Right. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Was there like a menu of looks that you could get for your dolls? Yes. So we had the sweetheart braid, which is like a 3D heart braid that goes around your American Girl doll's head. Cute. There's the waterfall where it's like two little like at least basically looks like a ladder where the hair is falling through the braid. We have fishtails. They they used to offer a style called the basket weave and it looked amazing. But the dolls that come into the hair salon sometimes are really well loved. And so it didn't look right <laughs> on every single American Girl doll. But my favorite style specifically was this style called the zigzag ponytail. And it was basically like this really intricate, like zigzag kind of thing going on. And then it goes into two pigtails. And I always recommended it for the younger kids because it kept the hair from getting damaged, but it was still really cute. Oh, that's um, And it left like, it left out the pigtails. So that way, like they had hair to play with, yeah. but it was like not loose and, you know, kids under five are grabbing their dolls by the hair so I want to make sure that it was like if they're gonna grab it they're gonna grab it like handlebars (laughs) as opposed to like just grabbing it in a fistful (laughs) yeah Uh, saw mom do that with an American girl actually Mm -mm. at the salon this past Mm -mm. weekend we were all (laughs) gagged as we watched it happen we were like (laughs) um what she was pulling it out of a plastic bag by the hair but that is such an incredible experience to have had I recently like I you know was just saying like experienced the salon like more in depth than I ever had in past visits because Mm -hmm. um Ashley May one of our friends of the pods that I was with was getting her doll's hair done Mm -hmm. and I believe she got the waterfall style Mm -hmm. but it was really great to like get to see the process in there Mm -hmm. and there were some little kids getting their hair done and plenty of dolls and I was really impressed by the stylists that were working on the dolls, how fast they mm. were able to churn out those hairstyles. Uh-huh. You're timed 15 minutes. 15 wow. minutes. I don't know. I don't know how the other stores worked, but my store specifically, I've spoken about the two workers that I was trained by, Mo and Kalia. Mo has been there since the salon even started back in the New York store. And she holds it down like it's the Navy. Like wow. no joke. When I was training with her, she would have me put the doll. I have my mini me right here, but I, she would have me sit them in the salon chair. And for the eight hours that I was there training, she would have me do the hairstyle. She would grab the doll, shake it. And if the hairstyle like moved in any way, shape or form, she would have me take it out and then do it again because wow. she wanted to make sure oh. that those styles were worth the price that you were paying for it. And she was very much about like the quality of the hairstyle. Like it's not just going to be a braid. It's going to be the best braid that your doll can have. And it was intense, but it was fun. So now the hairstyles that I do are extremely tight and a little too tight. (laughs) I can sometimes I do have to cut the hairstyles out because my hands are memorizing, like are so used to doing it a specific way that I can't not do really tight braids on my dolls anymore. Totally. (laughs) The muscle memory. (laughs) Seriously. Did you ever have to like put in historical doll hair like Kirsten's loop braids is that something as well people on one of my TikToks 
uh, my Molly doll and Kirsten, they both have their braids out. And people in those comments were yelling at me. How dare you take out Molly's braids? How dare you take out Kirsten's braids? <laughs> oh my God, you're never going to get it back in. And I learned how to do it basically where, yeah, you, you very tightly do the braids and then you have like a little hole underneath and then you loop it in and then using the ribbon to help you and to guide you, you basically like redo the ribbon uh, the way that it was done. So anytime that I've ever wanted to do it, I don't personally like to do it because I like the crimps. But yeah. if I ever really wanted to do it, I could do it just as clean, just as the way that they came when she was bought. But I like it wow. better done. I like the long hair. I love <laughs> that. Did you ever get like people coming in with their dolls where their hair was just like beyond repair? Like, mm -hmm. well, oh, yeah. like what would you yes. do at that point? My favorite thing was when a child would buy the hair, first of all, like fistful with their doll's hair, <laughs> slam the doll onto the counter and be like, I want to get my doll's hair done. And the parents, of course, like just aren't aware of the atrocities that their child would perform on this doll. <laughs> but I'd be like, well, your doll can't really get much done because there would be like a chunk of hair cut out from the back. The Julie doll, specifically Julie, Julie always had her hair cut um, because kids would take out her braid and like try to like even it out. Mm. Um and so she would have like these jagged, jagged haircuts and there was hair missing and there was like bald spots. And I was just like, across the way is the doll hospital. You'll save so <laughs> much time and energy. Just send in for a new head and call it a day. Because anything we do, we can't perform miracles. We can't put hair back in the head. So yeah. we, we can only style it to cover up the damage, but we can't fix the damage. <laughs> yeah. I I wish that I could show you my childhood Josefina doll because mm -hmm. I... She was extremely well-loved by me, yeah. but, um, and I think specifically because, like, the way that the catalog portrays the dolls with their oh, hair yeah. out in some mm -hmm. pictures, like, it did give me, like, the false idea that I could take her hair out. Also, it was just one braid, so it's, yeah. I actually <laughs> did know how to braid as a kid um, pretty yeah. well, so I was like, I can handle this. So I took it out, and I think it was not taking it out that was the issue but rather like the fact that it was down for so long mm -hmm. that it was like just getting more and more tangled and i never mm -hmm. cut her hair but i could never detangle it mm -hmm. like back to a manageable point a manageable state yeah yeah like there was just no no going back and so even though like i would like wet it i would brush it with the wire brush like there was mm -hmm. just no going back after that well, they changed the texture of the Josefinas, depending on what year you have. The Josefinas, the Kayas, they used to have a little bit more of a texture to them. And now their hair is a little more silky. But again, girls would take out their braids. They would see it's uneven. They would go in with scissors and just try to <laughs> hack it off because they would think it's easier. Right. Well, because I'm I'm assuming like what's happening is like they're they're taking like a wig on a doll, doing the style and then like cutting the hair basically. Yeah, like, immediately in... afterwards. The way they're yeah. manufactured, yeah, is very that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Uh, it's just so tempting to cut the hair. <laughs> I know. I did cut my Kaylee doll's hair. It wasn't because I took her braids out, although I did do that. But I just was feeling a little bit creative, I guess. <laughs> well, my original American Girl doll, my number 39, everything that you could possibly do to your American Girl doll in regards to trying to repair them, like she underwent all that, even though she was brand new. So straightening, steaming, curling, hot water dunking, all of those things before they were even like on YouTube for you to like have Ooh. tutorials on. I was trying them out. 
homegirl had eyelash glue in her eyes before now you can like put like little like if you cut up like eyelash strips to like give them like eyelash extensions and all that like she was doing all that and then the first time she's been to the doll hospital twice the first time I took her to the doll hospital I tried to do an eye swap on her with for whatever reason I just wanted to take out her eyes and then put them back in like just to know what you know see how it was to do it yeah and um when I was putting it back in I was using a tweezer like to like jam the eye back into its proper like placement and the tweezer slipped and it scratched and scraped her entire like cornea and it got stuck with her eyelash. Oh my God. And so the eye wouldn't even budge. And then the eyelash was like, just like completely like beyond repair. So I had to send it in. My parents were so angry, Um, but it was great because I got the doll hospital experience. How did you begin that process? Like, did you have to remove the head for the eye transplant or what did that look like? So originally way back when the original way that people used to do it was that you used to grab a, you used to take off their, their head, you know, with the original neck strings. And then you used to grab a blow dryer. The, the way that I learned when I was like eight or nine was like the blow dryer, you put it at the bottom of their head, you wait for it to heat up. And then you would like, it would be the most painful experience because of course, like the, blow dryer wasn't heating up the head enough but it was getting it enough to a point where it was like squishy and then you would like use your thumb and then like jab the eye from the inside out and then like pop it out whereas like now people use hot water which is smarter easier better it hurts a little because it's like more of like a hot like sensation but it's a lot easier now to do like those eyes transfers but back then it was it was a blow dryer. <laughs> are you like filling the head with hot water or are you putting it on like the face itself? You're filling up the inside of the head with the water. Yeah. Oh my <gasps> goodness. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Whoa. So that's how people are customizing their dolls now. Yeah. <laughs> this is so interesting. Wow. Well, with that, in the wise words of Hillary Duff, let's go back, <laughs> back to the beginning. What were you like growing up? I'm going to be so blunt and completely honest. I it's going to sound like I'm, you know, like talking negatively about myself as a as a young child, but it's just the truth. Growing up, I was a little munchkin with very big glasses. I was blind in like the second grade and had these like round circle glasses. Same. The <laughs> ugliest banged haircut. And I was a lot chunkier because I like to make the joke that I started to gain a little bit more wait when the Baconator was first released. My parents, (laughs) after soccer games, would take me to Wendy's and they would let me do the Baconator. And I, it's so gross to say, but I used to scarf those down like crazy. Like I, it's disgust. Like no child should be able to eat a Baconator in under five minutes, but like I used to pack it away. Um, (laughs) My aunt used to take me to Burger King because I used to get the triple walkers. I was just big on food and very much just a little munchkin with glasses. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) It was um, in school specifically, you know, like most children, I definitely was teased. As a young child, I was very, I want to say shy because I was definitely like the the heavier kid that, you know, people would kind of like tease and and pick on. And before the fourth grade, um, I used to play with like brats and Barbies with the girls at recess. And obviously like back then in 2008, 2007, like it wasn't really like socially acceptable the way that it is kind of now for, for boys to be playing with dolls. But I was that kid just hanging out with the girlies. 
I really only had like one best friend and her and I, we would bring our dolls um, onto the school bus and we would like play with our Barbies. And I was very big into Disney Channel. I was such a Disney kid. Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana was everything to me. You mentioned Hilary Duff and I loved Hilary Duff, loved Disney Channel. That's the Ravens, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, like all of them raised oh, yeah. me so much. But Hannah Montana was everything to me she was my first cd i like begged my mom to take me to target and i like ran in there by myself and like i think the cd was only like eight bucks and i just remember like begging her like please let me buy this and then the first hannah montana cd i ever got i burnt it out because i played it so much and my parents (laughs) to this day are like why do you still listen to her and i'm like because it never it's so like it's just so engraved in my brain and it just like sends me into happiness but I was very much that kid, like glued to the TV and just Hannah Montana, High School Musical, that whole era was me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Amazing. You and I would have been best friends as kids. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was a quiet little, little geeky, little, you know, glasses wearing, I don't want to say roly poly, but I keep going back to the word munchkin, but that's what (laughs) I love it. I love that. Were you in any like organized hobbies growing up? Like any sports yes. or arts? Oh or- my God. What'd you do? So through Hannah Montana, I was like, I want to be a pop star. But yeah. obviously I couldn't be a pop star in the little suburbia that I was growing up in. I was like, what's the next thing that I could do? My mom had put me into vocal lessons after I basically like told her flat out I didn't want to do soccer anymore. I was very good at soccer. Me being Latino, it's like a rite of passage to be playing soccer most of your childhood life. And they had asked me to be on the traveling team. And I was like, no, I want to be like Hannah Montana. I want to perform. So she took me to go do singing lessons. And my vocal coach at the time, she was like, there's a theater, you know, if you love performing and you love singing, like you should try out. So I auditioned for their summer shows. And my first big break was Mushu and Mulan. And it was the first time I had ever acted. I remember going into the audition. It was four people. I got on top of the stage and I performed that monologue like it was a speech. Like I like no acting, just straight up like I memorized this and here I go. <laughs> um, and they had me sing happy birthday because I, I would think I was like six or seven. Aww. And basically they called my mom and was like, he's going to need a lot of work, but we we would love to have him. And yeah, I was Mushu. And then they casted me as the mayor of Munchkinland. I had one line and it was great because I literally got to go home afterwards. And then <laughs> I played um, Iago in Aladdin. And then that was pretty much that summer. But I very much after that became very in love with musical theater. And like once I was in the like intermediate school, they had a drama program and that really kickstarted me doing musical theater from my younger years all the way up into high school. And then I eventually like came to New York to pursue it and, you know, things changed, but I definitely for sure, like that was me as a child, like very musical theater, like loved it, lived it, wicked, stereotypical, all that. Like that was, that was me singing, not well, but I was singing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, oh my gosh. Well, Chris, it sounds like, you know, like I said before, I think the three of us would have been besties as kids. <laughs> um, as with a lot of our other guests, I feel like there's a lot of commonalities between those who loved American Girl and how we were all growing up in our in our childhoods. A lot mm -hmm. of musical theater crossover in there, for yes, sure. Yes, a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, but Chris, how did American Girl enter into the equation and when did American Girl enter into to the equation so i was i'm gonna it's always weird with the timeline of things but i want to say the year that mia came out um i'm assuming that was i'm trying to think 2008 um correct me if i'm wrong but 2008 there was a girl named elizabeth and she came onto my bus with my best friend who her and i sat in the back of the bus and she brought the american girl catalog in and i was terrified of these dolls because <laughs> I up until this point only knew Barbie Bratz and the American Girl dolls I was like these are terrifying like who would want them these baby dolls like with their eyes opening and closing and she basically was going through it talking about the dolls that she had and she was like you know like let's go back and forth and then my best friend's like oh I have Julie and Kaya whatever and I'm like what are you guys talking about like this is a whole other playing field that I didn't know about yeah and then after that Basically, after that, I started to see them throughout school, like specifically, I don't want to say show and tell, but like there were little events here and there that girls would bring them into school, which I like looking back on it now is very brave. But um, my one of the other girls in my class, she had a Kaya doll. And then my friend that was in the same class as me, her name was Marina. Her and I would always hang out. And after this introduction to the doll, she had number 27 at her house and she named it Melissa. And I remember seeing this doll and for Christmas that year, um, she got her own Kaya doll. And I remember seeing these dolls and I was like, wait, I like kind of want one. And so I remember she would get the catalogs and since she didn't really ever look at them, um, I was always like, can I have them? And so after that, slowly but surely, I started to have a fascination with them. And the more I looked at them, the more I was like, oh, I kind of like really like their faces. I really like want to have one now. And I would go online on my mom's computer and go on the website and see the dolls and like just gawk at them. And I want to say the first time I asked for one of my for my first American Girl doll was around. I want to say like June or July, and I asked my parents for a doll and they said no, because I already at this point, I think I was like nine. They had basically already told me like, you know, you're a boy. You, you know, boys don't play with dolls and we're not going to continue to to have you playing with dolls. So I was like, okay. So me being the spoiled little boy that I am, I took my mom's phone and I called my aunt in New York <laughs> and I said, hey, um, there's this thing that I want that my parents won't get from me can you buy it for me? Oh. And she was like, yes, of course I will do that. And so not even joking within the span of like two days, she was like, call me back tomorrow. I'll have one of your cousins place the order for you. And of course I got on the phone with my cousin like the next day and I had gone over the American Girl website and it was down to two dolls. It was number 39 and number 49. And at the time I didn't know that the Just Like You dolls were the same price as the historical dolls. I thought the historical dolls were more expensive mm. um, for whatever reason. I thought that because they all had different outfits and stuff like that, that they came with, that they were going to be more expensive and the books looked different and I was nine. I didn't know. So I was like, this is 
95 looks like the right price, the cheapest price that you can get for these dolls. So I told him I wanted this doll and he placed the order. And within a week, you know, it got shipped to their house. And basically my aunt had called my mom and been like, hey, like your son's doll is here whenever you're ready to like come pick it up. And my mom was furious, (laughs) furious, furious beyond belief. My parents were so mad. Um, I was not allowed to use their phone. They were like, you're not allowed to call, you know, this and that. And they basically were like, we told her to return the doll. And I was really upset for a long time. I was really mad about it. Obviously, as a child, I, you know, was like, this is something I really, really wanted. And then that Christmas, I don't know what the detailing is on this. I don't know if she snuck the doll in, but basically Christmas of 2009, it was Chris's year. I remember that. And I was looking at all the, the gifts under the tree and there was one box and it was in the perfect shape of an American girl box. Cause my friend, she did that like thing where like you would use the beds, the boxes as beds where you would like mm-hmm. slide one part into the other and mm-hmm. she would do that. So I knew what the boxes looked like. And I just remember looking at this box and being like, Oh my God, I think that that's her. And my mom still remembers this to this day because I opened that doll and I was so upset up until that point because all again, all I wanted for Christmas was this American Girl doll. And I opened her up and literally every gift that I got that year just basically like flew out of my mind. And all (laughs) I could think about was this American Girl doll. Like when I opened her, I just like the happiness that this doll brought me. Like I didn't scream. I didn't make a scene. I didn't do anything. Just a silent like. I was in awe because it was like mine and like it was a doll that I really, really wanted. And I waited the entire year for. And my mom still, like I said to this day, like she remembers like I got a laptop that year and that <laughs> laptop was basically like nothing to me. She still mentions it to this day. She was like, you literally opened up that doll and like this expensive laptop that I bought for you was nothing. Like just completely <laughs> like evaporated into the air. And oh my God. I picked out her name from the fun with your doll book. Her name was Bailey. I remember the next day on Christmas, I literally just like, after that, I just took her with everywhere with me. Like she just was like immediately like my best friend. Like I just obsessed through and through. And that was the journey. Oh my goodness. (laughs) What a great story. I'm like, just in awe of your aunt and your cousin, like playing such a big role in this. She to this day, she understands the impact. And every time that she's she's this little like Latino woman, speaks like, you know, two words of English. And um, you know, she walks into my room and I look at her and I'm like, I say this to her in Spanish, obviously, and I'm like, you know, you did this, right? Like my parents, <laughs> my parents hate you because you started this. And she'll always have me like walk her over to her doll um that she bought me she's like oh which one where's the one that I got you and like my doll Bailey the the first one that I got she has the biggest furniture piece she has the center room and she is just like I made sure that like if you walk into that room you know like this was the first one wow Um, as like a sort of like throne to her but yeah Ah, oh my goodness that was that story like made me tear up honestly (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a it's a lot you know I um My parents, looking back now, um, after a lot of years, my parents definitely, as an adult, I have had many conversations with them. And growing up in that time and era, as a parent, you just want to protect your kids. Mm -hmm. And 
my parents were looking at it from a perspective of, of like, it wasn't that they didn't want me to have the doll. It's that they were afraid of the bullying. They were afraid of the way kids would look at me. They were afraid of, you know, me enjoying this thing. And, and you know, as a child, I really just didn't understand that. And I just thought like, my parents don't want me to buy this because they don't want me to buy it. But they definitely it still upsets my mom, you know, not that I guilt trip my mom, but anytime she's ever like, no, I'm like, well, you didn't buy me my first American girl doll. And immediately like this, the demeanor in her face changes. And she's just like, mm. um, cause it still really does eat her up to this day. Cause she really does. Not that I think she regrets it, but she definitely has a sadness that she wasn't able to do that for me just because times were different. Yeah. <laughs> A definitely totally. a different time and you know yeah. thankfully it's becoming more normalized and accepted yeah. today right. which is really exciting for yeah kids. and we all learn you know uh-huh. from our past and I think that yeah. um I think that it's so great that like we're able to like share the story of how you got into American Girl because like there could be mm-hmm. other people out there who it resonates with and I think it's just a really important perspective to share because it's it's not the first time we've we've heard a, a story like this. And so we know that there are probably other people who are saying, hey, like, that was me. Like, I remember, you know, when I asked for my first doll and the answer was no. So, yep. you know, thank you for just being so open about it, too. Yeah, absolutely. And now, Chris, when did you receive your other dolls? My first doll was Bailey. And after that, once my parents were like, oh, this is something he truly cares about and isn't something that he's just going to throw away, we'll get him one more. So Lainey came out the following year. I was one of those kids that like stayed up until midnight. Like I was like, who's the next girl of the year? You know, because I had no intent. Like I had no intentions of wanting Krissa whatsoever. I was like, I don't want dolls <laughs> with short hair. So Lainey came out and I was obsessed with her. I was like, oh my God, I want her so badly. But then I got her and I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I like her. So I made my mom exchange her in the New York store for Elizabeth. And Elizabeth was like, I mean, you've seen Elizabeth. Like she has long blonde hair. She's stunning. I mean, like she, sometimes I do think she overpowers Felicity. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I I just (laughs) think you're so beautiful. Um, But I got Elizabeth. And then after that, my parents were like, all right, you're done. You're like, no more dolls for you. I was like, okay. And then months passed and- I, for my birthday, was like, how about just, like, one more? And I was like, it's for my birthday. Like, let me just get, like, one more, please. And they were like, no. So my best friend Marina, she, um, her grandma was, get like, had gifted her two American girl dolls. It was Mia and Nikki. And she was like, I don't want that many dolls. Do you want one? Which one do you want? Do you want Mia or Nikki? And they were brand new. And I was like, Give me Nikki, give me Nikki, give me Nikki. And she literally, <laughs> as my friend was like, for your birthday, here you go. Here's Nikki. Oh my God, so, Marina. Yeah, wow. so true wow. MVP. I texted her and I was like, you do realize also what you started, right? Uh, <laughs> and she she fully understands that. But after that, in August, they got me my fourth doll, which was Molly. And then for Christmas that year, they got me Kanani, um, like as they basically promised me like they were going to get me her. So I got Kanani. And then my last doll out of my original six, I like to call them, was number 55 when my American Girl had just launched. And she was my last one. And it was the six of them. And one thing I do want to say, I think that there's this misconception that people think that I had like the collection that I do now as a child. My original six only had the outfits that they came with. Mm. And 
the boxes that they had were their beds. And I wanted Kitsch Treehouse so badly as a kid. So I made my parents give me this like old TV box from like Home Depot or like BJ's or something. And I tried to like spray paint it purple. And I tried to like make my own like Kitsch Treehouse. But my original six, like, I don't want to say suffered, but they didn't have anything of what I had. Like no accessories, no nothing, just them, their books the the stove I made out of a Nike shoebox and they would like live and sleep in my corner and anything that they had that was extra was like just thrifted stuff that I found but they had like nothing but it was just me my imagination and those girls were suffering <laughs> very <laughs> much that. that though being able to use your imagination in that way is I yeah think, like so important. Sure. like yeah that's... and I definitely did <laughs> for a yeah and in what way were the dolls interacting with each other? Because I kind of see like from, you know, your content, how you have like the whole setup. And I love how like, they're kind of like the girlies in like the same house. And like, <laughs> that's like a little bit, I feel like how I used to play with them. Like I used to like yeah. make them almost like have like, cause I had five American girls. I used to yeah. make them have like, you know, like a group story. Like they were all at the same school or something like that. How were you playing with your American girl dolls? Because of the fact that they didn't have much, the way that I played with my dolls was a little bit darker. I made it that they were like homeless <laughs> and that like Elizabeth was like rich. And I think I put it in that um, Kanani was adopted cause she was the only one that was like tan. And like the others were like sisters and like, I don't know, like I just made it into this like family and I definitely like now um, as an adult, I gave them much prettier backstories because now they obviously have a lot more. But yeah. now I like to frame it that my girls are sisters and that they all live in this house together. And they're just they're like I like to say that they like live in a sorority house now yeah. um, and that they just have the girls come over for drinks with their little bar cart. And <laughs> that's that's their life that they're. They're older. I don't like, I, even as a child, I never liked having my dolls be their age. That yeah. was like, I don't know. I always thought that it was like cooler to have like my dolls be like 18, 19, like they're drinking <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And now as an adult, I definitely have kept that, that my girls are, are sorority college girls and their sisters living and breathing together in this this little mansion that I've made for them. I <laughs> love that so much. Did you ever like play with them like with Elizabeth and Molly like the historical aspect or did you kind of keep them all in the present I kept them all in the present even though they had the clothes that they had I tried my absolute hardest to keep them in the present one of the things I love to do was like reenact movies with them yeah. like I was obsessed with Wicked and so I would like make them do Wicked I would make them do one of the biggest ones that like immediately comes to mind is for some reason Charlie and the Chocolate Factory um, Molly was Veruca, Elizabeth was Violet, <laughs> and like my first doll Bailey was like Charlie. Um, but like I would always do that with them for some reason. It was a lot of like interactive fun with that because I just love movies, TV shows, all that. So I would always like correlate the two together. It's so funny that you say that they're like a sorority because one of the first videos of yours that I ever saw was like just, you know, going through seeing like the bar card and all the little <laughs> elements. And I was like, this is giving like the best sorority house that like anybody could ever live in and it like seriously is such a like fun and interesting way of thinking of them and yeah. I love that you're like sort of thinking of them as older too because like there's something kind of aspirational there about <laughs> yeah. the way that they're living <laughs> 
right. my the the girls when I when I did all that I was like they're gonna have I kind of like was like all right these dolls are gonna be friends to these these specific girls like I gave them all their personalities and like reshaped and reworked the way that I, I viewed them and so like the dolls that are in the living room I, I like kind of like connected back as like this is Elizabeth's best friend and like this is like Kanani is like basically like my my version of like a hippie girl and like this is someone that probably like goes with her to the gardens and like gardens and like I tried to like correlate some of the uh, like some of my favorites to be best friends to my original six because I do deem my original six to be like the mecca and then everyone else is just kind of like there <laughs> as part of my collection yeah, yeah. so um when I change them, my original six get changed first. They get first dibs on everything. If yeah. my dolls were full Toy Story style, all my collection would hate the original six because they <laughs> they get put on a pedestal like crazy. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Could you walk us through your collection where it stands today and which dolls you have? The easiest way to describe it is that I have everyone that comes with a name and that's it. <laughs> so if yeah. the doll has a name that American Girl has put um there I have them so the historicals the girl oh, wow. years the best friends the welly wishers I'm only missing Kendall now because I just got Camille um I'm just missing Kendall and then I only have one bitty baby because I really never had an interest in the bitty babies but after <laughs> that my collection was more so about collecting the rare truly me like the rare just like you girl of today dolls yeah so I have one two three I think I have the first 10 now except for wow. actually I'm a liar I'm missing 10 the one with like green eyes and like black hair but she's one of the last ones I need to collect I even have the really rare number six she I got her last year with like the black hair black eyes and she was only available for a year her I have an 18 like I got the really really rare girls but um yeah pretty much now it's just really picking and choosing I just ordered to create your own doll um <laughs> picking and choosing you know who I want to have doubles of or who I just you know I'm like ah, you're for a good price I might as well buy you yeah fair <laughs> was it ever hard to like track down any of the historic girls not really I feel like if I really had wanted them, I was like gonna like flesh out the money that I needed for them. The first, when I really started to collect when I was 16, I, the first doll, the very first doll that I was like, I'm gonna spend big bucks on you because I just need to have you in my collection yeah. was Sonali. And oh. she is my favorite girl of the, I know she's not the main one, but she is really my favorite girl of the year. And I was like, I need to have you like, today wow and so when I started getting my own money and my parents you know started to give me money for like my birthdays and stuff like that I was like I'm gonna flesh out money for you because I really do want you and so I got her sent her into the doll hospital and she is one of the one of the ones I look at and I'm like I'm in love with um I just got my second Sonali and she's in the doll hospital right now so I've been back and forth with the doll hospital right now about her because I really want to make sure she comes back as pristine as possible so now yeah. I have two of my favorite girl can we actually quickly sidebar on that for one second? Because you posted something pretty incredible about the way that your dolls returned from the doll hospital. Yes. Can you can you go into that a little bit more about how they came back to you? Which ones? The ones the on my YouTube? Yeah, like the I think it was like the most recent one where you were like showing like the different lengths like of hair or something oh, like that. that. One. Where is she? I threw <laughs> her somewhere. Um, basically, my uh, I think she's like fourteen. She came back, and one thing that I forget 
is that American Girl does hire seasonals for the doll hospital around this time of year. Mm. And uh, they, I do put it in the notes, like even eyes, thick wig, but you know, <laughs> seasonal people, you know, these seasonal people don't really know what that means. So they'll just be like, yeah, that seems good. And they'll look at it and just, you know, just like throw her in the box, sign Dr. You know, Joe Schmo, and then they'll send it my way. And then I will call and not be the happiest camper. But this doll that I recently received, she had one eye be super tiny, one eye be humongous. And then oh her wig, the front of it, there were pieces that looked like it needed to be cut. Like it looked like there was like, just like not wanting to be part of the team, like completely like short, 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 long, like all the way down to like basically like touching her waistline. And I was like, what is this? And I spoke to someone about it today and they're definitely going to, I, um, as annoying as I am, I now have a direct line to the doll hospital with like the manager and she's Ooh. like, I'll put it in the notes that only I will now be working on your dolls. And I'm like, yeah, because this is, oh my God. I've called one too many times about this and yeah. So. Wow. That's... I mean, valid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they now have it in a profile of, they know now who I am. Um, the doll hospital actually recommends one of my YouTube videos on a vet because they didn't even know how to take care of her hair until I released wow. a video on how to take Whoa. care of her hair. And so they've kind of been steering audiences in my direction because um, I found a solution. So, yeah, wow. that's incredible. When you get them back from the doll hospital, do they always come with like the full like gown and all that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I used to enjoy the way that they used to look when it was like purple. And I think they used to come with balloons and stuff, but yeah. they used to definitely be more of an experience. They used to come with like a bigger card and they used to come with like a plastic little ID thing. And it was cute. Um, I told my best friend he um, is like a fashion major. And I was like, I'm going to give you all the doll hospital gowns that I have because I have a billion of them. I have my own bucket full of them because I've sent so many dolls to the doll hospital. And I was like, you can make me a blanket with them. You can make me like whatever you want with them because like make pillows, whatever. But like, I need to start huh. getting rid of these because I do not need to have a million of these gowns anymore. <laughs> Could you tell us what your favorite outfits are that you have for your girls? This is the easiest question. I'm so glad you <laughs> asked. The petals and plaid outfit was the first outfit I ever purchased for my dolls. Mm. And it's the one, I don't know, someone here has to have it on because it's one of my favorite outfits. I don't know if it's Licorice's best friend outfit. It's the gray top with like purple leggings and then like gray, sh like gray and purple shoes. That one those are like the main two. Those were the first two yeah. that I immediately bought after I got them. I don't know what it is about the Petals and Plaid outfit, but that outfit, even as a child, had me in a chokehold. Um, actually, it's I'm real cute. The third one was Sparkly Tunic. The blue one that makes every American girl that look like a 40-year-old mom who's about to pick up her kids. <laughs> Once you see it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh my God. Um, you're Okay. You're so right. We should post this like when we do your Instagram post, the like these looks. Outfit. That is yeah. like the only way to describe the sparkly tunic, the outfit. tunic outfit. Like I, I don't know what it is. It's a very look young looking like outfit, but it is giving, it makes everyone look middle-aged for some reason. <laughs> I put it on my doll Ruthie and I was like, this makes her look like she has three kids and is going to soccer practice. Right. Which is <laughs> crazy because it's like glittery but it still like gives off that look that is so funny petals and plaid is real cute it's very mm -hmm. very hannah montana very schoolgirl, very y2k very all that 
Yeah. yeah, that's so fun. My experience with AG is more like 90s based. And mm-hmm. I like stopped looking at the catalog probably like in 1999. So I don't have like yeah. a frame of reference for like these outfits. Um, But I love discovering them. Like these are so fun to look at. So doing a big Elizabeth dive soon too, which- I love Elizabeth. Oh my God. We're so excited to go into her collection. She's She was my second doll for a reason. It's because she is, I have a second Elizabeth just because I wanted to have one that's my original one. And then one that has her pink curls. Cause Mm. the first thing that I did, even when I got my second Elizabeth back to the, from the doll hospital was straighten her pink curls, put them back and call it a day. Cause I was like, I want her to be modern and not so historical, but I got a second one. Cause I was like, I kind of feel like I need to have a historical Elizabeth that has her pink curls in. Yeah. And my Felicity doesn't have her pink curls straightened or anything like all the other girls, you know, whatever. But for my original six, I was like, I want to have her pink curls yeah. gone. Don't want to see them. They're not part of the team. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh. I, I think I was just looking at like the pictures of the outfits too. And there's something about like up to a point with American girl, I feel like the outfits seemed so real for like what mm-hmm. people were actually wearing. And I kind of feel like now like and it could just be that like styles are changing and like I'm old but I feel like now like sometimes the outfits almost look too over the top like not realistic for something Mm -hmm. like a girl or like young woman would wear and like it's the colors sometimes and like don't get me wrong like I love like a bold moment but there was something about like <laughs> the early 2000s like a 90s outfits like that I feel like just seemed like so something someone would wear they were very reflective of their times which is when you said like the sparkly tunic and all those were very y2k like yeah because girls were actually dressing like that um whereas now I mean like I don't know if you can see people can't see but that's the trolls outfit that they just released and like mm-hmm. I don't know I mean I personally like I have no children surrounding me my sister her youngest daughter I her her two kids one is four and one is like a baby still but like I still don't see kids walking around with all the glitz and the glamour they released the gemstone collection and the immediate thing that people were saying was like these girls look like they're about to go clubbing like, what, <laughs> what child is wearing any of this and I was like no they all look like they're gonna go to the Eras tour or they're all gonna go to like the renaissance tour like one of the two um because right. they just look so mature but as a collector, I'm not mad at them. I have four of them. But um, yeah, those outfits for sure. Like I see exactly what you're saying. So much, so much, like so much pink and so much sequin. And I'm like, doesn't that hurt on an actual body? <laughs> Seriously. So true. So what, true. What's next on your list? Like, are you in search of any new dolls or outfits? What do you want to acquire? In regards to dolls, I think it's more so, so now that the Kaya mold has been added into the create your own generator there's only been like Kaya and I made my doll Max who's a hazel eyed light skin Kaya mold with freckles and I've been wanting to really explore the Kaya mold specifically more in the create your own generator and like really see the combinations that I can make with that because now it's more about having dolls that are looking very different from all the other dolls that I have in my collection so if I get new dolls that I'm paying full price for, it's going to be a create your own doll. But in regards to everyone else, it's it's really just having doubles of the dolls that I have no problem with getting messed up. 
Like yeah. I have what I call stunt doubles where they're doubles and one's for display. And then the other one is like, I'm going to take this to the American Girl store, get her hair done. If she falls, I'm not going to cry about it. Like it's not going right. to be a big deal because I have the other one that's at home, like by herself. So it's been mostly, mostly that if I wanted to say like specific things, number 10, now that I've mentioned it, I'm like, oh, I actually probably should find her. And then outfits wise, Mm, not really I feel like this is the thing that I always tell collectors when they're first starting out don't collect too quickly Mm. because Mm. once you hit a point you've hit a point and then you just have like a plateau of like well what do I get now and you kind of look at your collection and you're like well there's nothing to strive for anymore because you've already like once I hit Sonali I was like okay next person okay next person and it became like the challenge of how fast and how quickly can I get these dolls at one point Whereas like now I'm kind of just like, well, I've hit my peak. I'm 24. There's no one else to really like go after. Um, Maybe like a signed doll from Pleasant Roland, but I'm not maybe down to spend $5,000 on one. So (laughs) who knows? Uh, Cause that's how much they really do, do go for. But yeah, that may be it. But clothes wise, I think every outfit I've ever have wanted, I think I I'm fortunate enough to have. Um, And then doll wise, um, I'm going to say probably the same, same thing. Yeah. That's a really good piece of advice for collectors or people wanting to get back into starting their or restarting their collections, because it's true. Like now that you have adult money, it's like, what's stopping you? But- I have no control. I don't need to ask for yeah. my parents for permission for anything. My parents <laughs> right. don't even know. Sometimes I'm buying them. To- They'll just get packages. You don't have yeah. to call your aunt. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no calls <laughs> to her anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. So it's kind of like, there's so much thrill in like sourcing and finding and like the hunt of it all that I think should be recognized. And, you know, if you're going to get back mm-hmm. into it, take your time. There's no take rush. Your time. There's no rush. Do not do what I did. Like there were times where I would skip meals just to afford certain dolls. Cause like, yeah. I need to have this deal now. And it's right. like, just wait. Cause when the right doll at the right price comes, she will come. The second Sonali that I got was for a really great price. And I remember the first time I bought Sonali, she was pretty up there. I want to say she was like 330 or something crazy. And this one was only like 150, 175, wow. something really low like that. So when they come to you, they just come to you. Oh yeah. my goodness. Have you ever had like a really good like fine that was like a $5 doll at the Goodwill? Like have you ever had like one of those moments? I had, uh, I keep mentioning Sonali, but there was a Sonali someone thought was just a Gabriella doll and they didn't know like what Sonali looked like. So they sold her for, um, I want to say like 50 bucks and I bought her, sent her into the doll hospital and then I resold her. Nice. <laughs> uh, Cause I was like, at the time I was like, this is not a doll that I need to have two of. Whereas yeah. like now it's different. I'm like, I would like to have a second one. <laughs> um, so that was a great deal. There was a create your own doll that I got for, I want to say 20 bucks. And she was a Makari. I mean, she was unbelievably like just disheveled. She had looked like she had gone through the trenches of world war. Um, (laughs) And she had like pen all over her face. She looked crazy. Her hair was cut, all that. One trip to the doll hospital and she came back and she was stunning. Yeah. She had bangs and um, blonde hair. She had like Sharpie in her hair. It was awful. Oh my God. It's, it's, you know, obviously, hopefully people like know what they have with some of these dolls, but yeah. I think it is like there are so, these dolls were so popular for so long, and I mean, continue to be, but that like, there have to be people everywhere who are just like, 
being like, oh, like giving these away or like selling them for so cheap because they have like no idea the significance of some of them. I got a lot of a Joss, a, I forget, I think her name, her number is 89, um, the pink haired one. And the, the brand new blue, like little scooter that American Girl released. And then the community couch with the lights. And then there was one more thing. Oh, and then like Joss's like barbecue thing for 150. That's two dolls. Oh my goodness. Like a plate, a community place that. And it was this, this woman on the Upper West Side whose daughter was just like trying to make quick money for whatever. And she was like selling all her American Girl doll stuff. Um, And then weeks later, that same little girl decides to sell. I don't know if you're familiar with like American Girls Kid Craft Collection, like the the dollhouse that they have, like the closet and the dollhouse. No. So they have this like $700, $900, like huge dollhouse. Mm-hmm. I can like turn it to you. So there's that part, which is the closet. And then that part, Whoa. which is American Girls what? first ever dollhouse. Whoa. And the dollhouse I had purchased from some lady in New Jersey who was like my kid's don't even look at it. They don't touch it. They use it as like storage. <laughs> they just put their stuffed animals in it, whatever. And I just need to get rid of it. I'll sell it to you for two two fifty right now. And I was like, I called my dad. I was like, come pick this up right now. And he like <laughs> drove over there as fast as he could. And then me and my best friend, this same woman, her daughter got rid of this closet and it was only a hundred bucks. And it sells for by itself for 300. And I remember literally leaving there and I I literally looked at my friend. I was like, I feel like I just robbed her because if she had done research, she could have probably sold this for so much more. And that's also, I keep rambling, but it's the same way with Joss's van that like resells for like $2,000. I got it for brand new because again, another child just was like, I'm over my collecting. Um, I just want to make a quick buck whoever comes and gets it within the next 24 hours, like it's yours. And I got Joss's van for, I want to say $300 too. And it was, all the pieces were in it. It sits at my parents' house. It's humongous. I'm just like looking at it and I'm like, you know, again, I just feel like I'm robbing these people because if they really sat down and like looked at prices and stuff like that, they should be selling it for a lot more. But I'm just like, loaded in my car and let's go before they start <laughs> asking questions oh my god uh, that's awesome do you have friends that are still active collectors as well yeah luckily enough one of my friends that's a fashion designer all my original six have custom outfits from him and I told him I was like this is what I want her to be in this is what I want her to be in this is what I want her to be in and he designed and created all those outfits and he has his own collection and he has his own account and him and I if I'm ever like I want to go to the American Girl store he's like I'll meet you there because he lives in the city and he is very into it with me and then I of course like through um, the American Girl community I have a bunch of other people that um, I can reach out to and say hey you know do you want to go to the store in New York come travel in from the tri-state area and um, come to the New York store yeah that is incredible The AG community is just so wonderful. Just so like warm and welcoming. And it's just such a fun group to be a part of. I feel like there is so much that American Girl has come out with in the past year. It's been like a year full of releases, it seems. Back to back to back to back. Yes. (laughs) Is there anything that you like want to see from them that you haven't seen? Kind of a loaded question. (laughs) I have thought about this, but I would love American Girl to release. 
the Barbie collaboration, mm-hmm. I was waiting, like on the sidelines, like they're going to release it. They're going to release it. I like, like the way that no one knew that American Girl was even going to ever do a collaboration with the NFL. I was like, I like with the way that Mattel and Barbie are both, I, the way that American Girl and Barbie are both Mattel, like Mattel owned brands, like, it, like just segue into it. Like Harry Potter, come on, like you're all in the same company, like let's get this going. And I think that a Barbie collaboration would have made so much sense. And then it came and went and I was like, what happened? Right? Um, yeah. A dream collaboration that I know is never going to happen is American Girl and Bratz, but that's fine. And I can <laughs> live my, I can live my life without that. But um, Bratz would have been really cool to see American Girl tackle into the more edgier like Bratz stuff, but you know, totally. yeah. MGA Mattel. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be honestly so interesting to see something that like kind of is coming to mind because I just saw recently that like Stevie Nicks has a Barbie that just came out that looks like her and like you know Barbie will frequently like do famous celebrities like I think Mm -hmm. it would be kind of cool for like American Girl to do like some like celebrity celebrity dolls for collectors oh my god I love that like why not a Miley Cyrus doll Oh my god. Well, I can give you like 10 reasons starting with bangers, but I would love um a be like I know for a fact collectors specifically, I know that they create this whole like line, the collector dolls and I personally have no interest in the collector dolls whatsoever. To me they they feel like glorified holiday Barbies to me, but when they did the Disney collaboration and they did them based off of the Disney princesses like Rapunzel, Jasmine, and Belle, I was like, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Um, like, why aren't they doing like a Taylor Swift doll? Because people are going to make them regardless. Right. So why not? There's obviously a niche for celebrity style dolls and a Taylor Swift doll with blonde bangs, long blonde hair, and then like a, a Swarovski bodysuit with like the boots and then like the whole background of the box be like the Eras tour background would have been yeah. so... I would have dropped 300, 500, whatever. You name your price. Like, I got you. Totally. But I would have thought that would have been great. They just released the Mariah Carey, the pictures for that doll. And I'm definitely going to snag her up. Wait, oh what? There's a Mariah, Mariah Carey's Carey. getting her getting her Barbie this year. Yeah. Oh, Barbie. Oh, I was thinking yeah. American You were Girl. like, oh my God, American Girl's going to do a Mariah Carey doll. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> that would be a great place for them to start. But I, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> I, I, I love, because like I had so many Barbies as a kid that were based on celebrities. Like I had the Mary-Kate and Ashley ones. I had oh my God, yeah. at least two of the Spice Girls. I had mm-hmm. Britney. And like, I loved having like, because it was just like one other level of fandom you could be in and Mm -hmm. I just feel like it would be so great to have like your favorite celebrity like come out with an American Girl doll and like Mm -hmm. the the, like cross promotional potential is like massive and so many so many celebrities have endorsed the brand like I know I feel like it's Emma Roberts that does follow a lot of American Girl accounts because she is into dolls Um, yes 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 I've heard that she's into dolls um and then there are other, they're not coming to mind right now, but I know I've definitely seen a lot of um, other celebrities coming. I mean, Olivia Rodrigo, yeah. she yes. literally just walked out of the store with one. And um, I'm so sad. I literally was leaving the city when I got notified from friends, like she's at the store. And I was like, oh my do I God. go back? And by the time I was like, like contemplating going back or not, she already had like left and the paparazzi oh. shots of her leaving had already happened. But again, like, there's a nostalgia wave going on right now that mm-hmm. if that was a thing, like an Olivia Rodrigo doll 
oh my god people would clamor <laughs> seriously I know that's such a good point and I mean with all of the celebrities that have been in the American Girl movies it's just like oh yeah Shailene Woodley as Felicity, Shailene. even though I don't like the movie. I mean, Shailene Woodley's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we just did a rewatch of that movie. And Chris, kind of on the note of all of the launches that American Girl has had this year, was there any specific launch that you were like really excited about? Yes. My favorite launch that they did this year, aside from the Birthstone one, was the Girl of the Year 2024, Lila Minetti, the one that just released. Mm -hmm. I was excited for her just because I am a sucker for curly-haired dolls. Yeah. And she has the like the, the auburn eyes that a lot of American Girl dolls don't have. So she has a special feature that I was really excited for. Wasn't excited about her collection, but I love her meat outfit. And so I was really excited about that once she finally got leaked, um, getting to like see her. She very much gives like Y2K her her pink and her glitter and her glitz and her accessories. It's giving it's giving like Dunkin' Donuts in the orange and pink color <laughs> aspect, but it definitely is a really cute combination. My betting right now is actually orange and pink right now because I was like, oh my these God. colors do work. <laughs> I love yeah. her horse. I love the jewels in the horse's hair. Like... The Jojo Siwa horse. That's oh what my I call it. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> the horsified Jojo. Yes. It's like, it's funny because like I, the one thing about the horse is that it looks so, and I saw it in person at the store when I was there Ooh. last weekend. Um, It's so different from like the original American Girl horses. Yeah. It's like totally yassified, but I kind of love yep. it. <laughs> the other ones are horses and this one's like definitely like pageant horse. Like it's there to just be there. <laughs> yeah, this is like one of Lisa Vanderpump's horses. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so Chris, obviously you had your six OG dolls that were your gateway to American Girl, but between the collection you have now and the first dolls that you acquired what was that time period like how did you decide to get sort of back into collecting so my original six I was 13 when I finally stopped I guess playing with them my last doll who I named Piper I looked at all them and they all looked like hot mess expresses so <laughs> I kind of just put them back in their boxes I put them in storage and completely forgot they existed and it wasn't and it wasn't until I was 16 that my mom was like what do you want to do with these dolls like you kind of got to get like do something because I need this storage space <laughs> and I remember putting them on my bed and like lifting up their lids and just immediately being like hit with the like nostalgia of like being a child obviously a lot of things had changed at that time you know my my relationship with my parents had really shifted in a completely different way. I was out at the time. So like the fear of not being fully accepted by my parents for who I was, was no longer there. So me liking dolls wasn't really a fear anymore or like a feeling like I needed to like hide myself because I was so open about who I was with my family at the time. So I looked at them and I was just like, I got to do something about this because they all look crazy. My <laughs> dolls all had their wigs basically off. My Elizabeth doll, her wig was a side part now because I had taken it off. She had like Avril Lavigne stripes in her hair. Um, <laughs> her make, her one eyebrow was coming off. My Molly doll, I did so much to my Molly doll. Like I 
had like she had like gorilla glue on her head and she had so many like glitter markings because I tried to put makeup on her my Kanani doll her hair was completely straight because I'd straightened it and it was like fried and then my doll Piper same thing like they all had just gone through the ringer so I went to the American Girl store in New York and I sent them into the doll hospital for my birthday that year and while we were in the store my dad and I share birthdays and he basically looked at me and he was like, take your time in the store. Like, you know, I think that in that moment, he realized that every time I had been in the store, I never really got to like sit with the store because I was always being rushed in and out of the store, basically to like avoid embarrassment stares, any of that. Cause you know, as a little boy, you know, they just wanted to make sure that I, you know, no one was looking at me in a way that was harmful to me. And so this time he was like, enjoy the store, look around. Um, and so I, you know, meandered, I was with my two older brothers at the time. We had just come from like the dentist or something, you know, in the city and it really took me off guard. But my father, I was like, all right, I'm ready. He was like, oh, like you don't want to leave with anyone. And I was like, what? And he was like, if you want to buy anyone, like here's my card. And he was like, whoever you want to leave with, you can, you can buy them. And I was so taken aback by it but there was like a warmth and an understanding that like there was something so supportive and so loving about the exchange but he was like I want to make sure that you leave here like with something to basically remember it by and so I picked out my 49 because I had wanted her for the longest time and then Samantha had been re-released and me being spoiled I was like I'm gonna take two because he was offering this (laughs) I want to make sure that I grab two of these girls so I was like okay so I left with the two dolls and I remember just like opening them up in the car and like looking at them and like there's such a something I get always asked is like does the feeling of opening up a new doll ever go away you know, like, I'm afraid that if I keep getting a lot of dolls, that that feeling of, like, excitement and, like, joy just will, like, disappear because it starts to become this, like, you know, this thing that you get used to. And I always tell people, like, no, you know, like, the ex- the the little kid inside of me gets so excited. And even as an adult, that was, like, the, I don't want to say high, but that was the excitement that I just keep chasing with these dolls is that with every single one I get, it lets me tap back into my inner child and it lets me feel a sense of comfort and excitement that I used to feel as a kid and something that I was denied for for a long time I now get to openly share with my audience and with my TikTok followers and you know my YouTube and everything and it definitely has a different connotation now that I've just been like nonstop collecting and it just it's been so nice getting to with every single doll just be able to really heal that part of me that felt so denied by society. Mm-hmm. And now as an adult, I'm so accepted by a large community and it really does help, I guess you could say, like heal that part. Yeah. So after that, I basically just started collecting more and more and more. And after that, everyone in my family knew that if you're going to get Chris anything for his birthday, for Christmas, it was going to be American Girl Doll stuff or American Girl Dolls. And after that, every ever since then, my parents have been nonstop supportive of this. And for Christmas, they get me dolls. There was one Christmas that they missed being with us because they were like in Mexico visiting family. But they made sure before they left to put dolls under the tree. And it was the year I got Josefina and Caroline before she retired. And then for my birthday the following year, Tenny, Z, and Logan had released 
and they bought me those dolls. And then after that, once I started getting my own adult money, I just kept buying dolls, sending them to the hospital, getting them back. And that's how this this collection has amassed itself past the point of no return. And then the dollhouse, I know you guys mentioned it before. When I started coming back after my hiatus, having done YouTube um, with American Girl, and I had deleted that account and kind of like left it where it was. When I started back up, I was like, you know, this American Girl thing isn't just going to like go away. So I should probably like put all this stuff into something. And that's when I was like, all right. For Christmas this year, I'm going to sit down with my parents and tell them, I'm going to start breaking walls in your house. <laughs> and uh, they thought I was crazy. And it wasn't until my dad finally understood the plan that I had put into place that he started to break down my closet and put shelves up. And then him and my brother-in-law built my built my dollhouse that you see on my TikTok. And my parents really, really, really have 360 uh, their support for me and all of that. And it doesn't, it does help that I am the youngest of the family. So I, of course, I'm the most spoiled. So I guess this is the way that they spoil me the most. <laughs> wow. That was just so incredible for you to share that journey with us today and yeah. hearing how your parents support you and how your whole family supports you in yeah. the passion. It's just incredible. My sister, I Costco does bundles and stuff like that. So I remember the the one time that they re-released Molly as a Be Forever character. I called mm-hmm. her up and I was like, you have a Costco membership, go. And <laughs> uh, she, without batting an eyelash, was like, this is important to him. And um, even with the, the Costco release that they did, she got me that doll. And she was like, you know, don't even worry about, you know, paying me back. Uh well, we'll, uh, you know, this is this is for you, and we know it's going to go towards your TikTok and your content. And then my brother Khrushchev, he got me my first camera. He got me a book of um, a stack of photography and camera books. And he was like, I will never forget this. Before he left for college again, he put on a little sticky note, and he says he wrote, "I'm going to start crying." Um, he wrote, "I believe in you, and I believe in your videos," and. Yeah, he gifted that to me before he left for college. And anytime I ever have a question about cameras and stuff like that, he always is the first person I call. And then my brother, Kelvin, um, he's always the first person to watch. He's always on um, the videos watching my content. Him, my mom, and my dad, they all turn on my videos and um, they basically give me feedback. My brother will like, you know, he'll tease me and be like, ah, this one was boring or "Ah, this one was really (laughs) funny or, oh my God, why didn't you take me to the store this time? But as annoying as it is sometimes and as spoiled as I am sometimes, each of them has played a very important role. Even my brother-in-law, he again has bent over backwards uh, to to make sure when he was building my dollhouse, he was like, I'm going to take my time with this because I know it really matters to you. And so even though he was breaking his back, going back and forth between my house and like the shed we have in the back, he was making sure he was like, Chris, is this okay? Chris, is this okay? And um, (laughs) he really took the time to make sure that something I truly cared about was as perfect as he could get it. So everyone in my immediate family has really, really been behind me and supportive of that. Oh, that's so wonderful. Your family sounds like such a lovely bunch of people. And (laughs) I am just so like happy that, you know, it's like they each kind of supported you in like a very specific way that like they, they like 
could contribute. And I think that that's so wonderful and amazing. And you, of course, got us again. We're tearing up. <laughs> um, Sorry about that. <laughs> but I think it's so it's so important to hear and like so so something that we want to share with with our listeners because you know everybody has a different experience and you know the fact that you had a positive one and and a family that like you know grew to change like their original perspective yeah. on it from when you were a little kid is just so wonderful and like speaks so highly of like them and yeah. you know they seem like just wonderful people this was the first year that my dad like i said my dad and i shared birthdays so starting from when i was 18 up until this was the first year we didn't do it him and i shared birthdays at the american girl store oh, and man. um he would put on the crown and as embarrassing <laughs> as it was everyone would notice like oh there's two grown men having their birthday here and the whole cafe would sing to us but um I would make my whole family trek out to New York and sit around and eat the American girl food, even though they all can <laughs> pack it away just the way I can and they'll sit through it and they do it to fully show support in this craziness wow. of passion that I have. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm truly speechless right now. That is so beautiful for your family to support you in this way. Well, Chris, on this note, I think this is like a really good segue into our last question here on what lasting impression would you say American Girl has left on you? I've always thought about this, but I feel like right now talking about my family, it's really like hit the hardest. Um, American Girl, I know is deemed towards little girls and, you know, it's for a brand, but their logo of follow your inner star um, has always spoke to me and has always stuck with me through the trying times and, you know, the dark, the good, the bad, you know, me and my family, we didn't get from point A to point B without some darkness in there. Reminding myself to stay true to who I am has always, always stuck with me. And to me, following your inner star means being unapologetically you and with my TikTok with my YouTube, I never want to put anything out there that is never going to be unapologetically me. Because at the end of the day, like American Girl has taught me, I want to make sure that I'm following exactly who I am because it may sound pretentious, but I do believe in my own ways, like we are our own stars and we got to always follow who we are. And so to me, that's always been the through line through the historicals, through the growth years is you are only you and you are only as unique as you because there's only one of you. And that's allowed me to remind myself like I'm the only one. So, you know, got to stay true to who I am. And I don't ever want to give anything that isn't 110% me and what I stand behind. I love that so much. That's just no words. No, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Sorry. Sorry. You, you really encapsulated something great there. Um <laughs> Well, we've had such a wonderful time chatting. Shall we get into some fun activities? Yeah, love that. <laughs> All right, Chris, if American Girl made a doll of you, what three accessories would your doll come with? Okay, so I don't know if you guys saw, but I did a little photo shoot when I got my mini me and it's <laughs> so me and him and I I put myself as the as the boy of the year. But what I thought about it was a cell phone, of course, a credit card, 
and a can of poppy soda. I don't know if you guys know Oh my the God, poppy. love poppy. <laughs> Specifically the watermelon flavor. Um, <laughs> but if I can't have a phone in there, if there was like a, a specific like thing, a butterfly backpack. Because I have a little, I always carry a little backpack with me to and from work, whatever I'm doing. It's this cute little, just like, I love tacky little things. And it's this cute little butterfly backpack that I carry around with me because I love butterflies. It's like the logo for everything that I do. And so those would be, those would be them. But I definitely have thought about that one. Yeah. (laughs) Don't you guys think that it would be cool if American Girl came out with like some like a la carte, just like generic items that like I mean I know they have like some items like that but Mm -hmm. like imagine if like you just like could pick like a from like a like list of like hundreds of like little things like that that could be your accessories Mm -hmm. I know that we're like specific like accessories not attached to a doll just kind of like choose your own pick and choose like kind of like the create your own thing but even more deeper than that yeah right Right. like what if i wanted to get like a little simple modern cup or something for my american girl (laughs) a little stanley cup for your american girl doll hydro flask yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly Uh, um okay chris next activity um you gave us one of your favorite celebrities and we've already mentioned her several times throughout this episode but which american girl do you think Miley Cyrus would have if she had one? So are we going off younger Miley or like now Miley? Any any Miley. Either one. Any Miley. I feel like it changed. Now Miley, I think, would have Nikki from Ooh. the two girls because she's such a skater girl and so like rocker, as rocker as American girl can get. But from the original, <laughs> there's just something about Molly that screams crazy. And I think that Molly <laughs> is definitely like Miley's Miley's angle, her or no Molly, because every girl that I know that's like on the a little unhinged loves Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that. I love both of those answers, and I think that they work really well for both past mm. and present Miley. I'd love to know if she really had an American girl at some point because she's the right age. But I know um, Britney Spears did, but I forgot which yes. one's at the top of my head. Yeah. I think Felicity. Yeah. Right? I have it saved in my iPhone. She's holding one in one of her interviews. I remember that. Yes. Yes. She, maybe I just think it was Felicity because it didn't have bangs, but it's so hard to type Britney Spears American Girl because like she's like the quintessential American girl. So nothing (laughs) about American Girl dolls comes up. Um, But. Oh, I... I found it. She had Molly. Oh, she had Molly. Yeah, I have like her captions saved on my phone. Love that. He said, I remember at 12, I had to grow up and break away from my doll, Molly. She was an American girl doll. She had brown (laughs) hair, freckles, and I liked her because she wore glasses. I was obsessed, but of course I had to grow up. But I just got an Australian version of the doll four years ago, but don't tell anybody. I'm like, oh what? My God. I think it makes sense. Crazy. I love her. <laughs> I think there's like an Australian girl doll. Like, there are a couple countries that have American their own version. Yeah. yeah. I think interesting. Doesn't like Canada Ugh. have a version, or am I making that they up? They have Maple Lee dolls. And then I think Australia's was Flory dolls, but they got rid mm. of it. Oh, we yeah. should we should have American Girl, if you're listening to this, send Britney Spears a Molly doll. Like one of the anniversary dolls. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, well, this has been absolutely delightful. Thank you. Thank you again for having me here. <laughs> really, you are just such a joy to chat with. We had the best time. We're just so grateful for you uh, joining us today and sharing all of these beautiful and impactful moments that you've had with the brand. Thank you for allowing me to be here and, and voice the trials and tribulations of the American girl world in my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Where can everybody find you after this? So I'm on my YouTube at The Doll Studio by Chris. That's K-R-I-S. And then on my TikTok, it's Chris, K-R-I-S, American Girl. And then my Instagram is The Doll Studio by Chris, which is K-R-I-S as well. Yeah. Amazing. And we'll link it in the show notes. But this Thank has you been so, much. so wonderful. Thank you again. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for joining. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.